0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the first episode of I've Been Listening. I'm super excited to share this podcast with everyone. I've done a few recordings at this point, and this episode just really spoke to me as one that made sense as the first run. Um, Julia, my friend, and I keep it super simple and on topic. We're talking about friendships, good and bad, different concepts, and um, I hope you enjoy the episode. I really hope for this to be a continuous conversation, and if any one of my friends in real life has feels as if they have a very interesting viewpoint outlook on friendships, I would love to do another episode, maybe next season, <laughs> or maybe just a part 2 for another episode this season. Who really knows i all these seasons? <laughs> Um, about friendships again. But for the time being, I hope you enjoy this first episode. And again, uh, just for the little tagline, I've been listening is a podcast about whatever people are experts in. Everyone is an expert in their own thing because we all think about things differently and I just love to have conversations with people about their different outlooks. So here is Julie and, Julia and I talking about her
1: expert opinion
0: on friendships. Enjoy! Okay, okay.
1: it's recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hi, my name is Julia. Um, I am a friend of Rachel's. Um, today, we're going to be talking a little bit about yeah. friendship. And um, so I've known Rachel for, what, like two years now? I don't uh, know.
0: Since like I graduated, or my senior year, I guess.
1: Yeah. Wait, has it been oh, that long? No, not my senior no. year. No, I, met you, I <laughs> met you when I was living with Talia, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we have a mutual friend um, named Talia. And I met Rachel through her when I was Talia's roommate, and yeah, I've been living in New Orleans since 2013, currently working or trying to work in the Uh music industry, and yeah, yeah, that's a little bit about me.
0: Cool. Yeah, so, hi. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Julie and I decided we want to talk about friendships today, because it's definitely been a topic on my mind, especially, um, I mean, it's April 23rd when we're recording this, so we are still under... Uh, stay-at-home mandate because of COVID-19. So friendships are a little different right now. Mm. Um, Julie and I are recording this together, however, because she is currently living where I'm living.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which is
0: not at my house. I'm not Or at my, my house. house. <laughs> yeah, it's at my boyfriend Chris's house. Um, so yes, we are currently cohabiting cohabitating co-quarantining co-quarantining yeah and yeah so friendship is like a weird thing right now because so many people are having
1: you know have friends that they aren't seeing um yeah and it's kind of interesting too to see who we are who we are seeing yeah in this um someone said something to me the other day like a Quarantine bubble was a phrase or something they used. Something yeah, pod. like that. pod. Someone used the word pod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and they explained it to me and I was like, Oh, I guess I kind of have that. Yeah.
0: Just a pod. But I think friendships in general are something I thought of I think we've both thought about them in different ways before mm-hmm. too. Like, I mean we'll we'll talk about a bunch of different things in relation to friendship, but yeah, something that you brought up that is something I've thought about a lot is the difference between, like, friendships and a group. It's, like, group dynamics. Because mm-hmm. um, I haven't really ever had, like, a solid group of friends, like, in college or anything. Right. I usually have more scattered friends that know each other. Um, but I'm closer to one person and I'm not, like, part of a group necessarily. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, I don't know your experience with that, but uh, we can get to that later. We could first just start off by, like, defining what friendship means. Um, I think this is an interesting thing to me as well. I've talked with my sister about this concept of acquaintances versus friendships. Mm -hmm. And she is, for whatever reason, like, really stringent. Um, I think that's the right word. Yeah, it's like <laughs> stringent <laughs> <That's a> word <laughs> of uh, who she considers a friend, hmm. and it's kind of a combination of like time and also shared experiences, and it's kind of a definitive moment in uh, in a relationship of hers where someone like she finally considers them a friend. And it might be after like six months. I think I've asked her before like, when's the quickest you've become friends with somebody? And I think she probably said like four months. Whoa. Something, which, oh my
1: god, that has not been my experience. Yeah,
0: I could not say the same. I've only really heard my sister say these things. But
1: I've met people but, like that before, and I think yeah. that maybe comes from personal experiences that she's had where maybe she's gotten hurt or rejected by somebody that she thought was mm-hmm. her friend, and then it turned out to not be the case. Yeah. I think for me, like, well, so, friendship is something that I think has evolved for me a lot over the course of my life. I think right now, how I would define friendship versus um, like an acquaintance is somebody that if I feel like we have a connection with, I guess, like who we've had like conversations about, like real things or personal things. Um, and I would say like how much we've hung out, if we've hung out like one-on-one versus in a group or at parties and stuff, that's a big mm-hmm. thing for me too. Like, I feel like if I've hung out with somebody one on one, like on a number of occasions, and we're still continuing to like call each other up, like yeah. text each other individually, that to me is a sign of a friendship I versus friendship. Friends. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. I would say it has something to do with like how comfortable you feel around that person and just like a general connection, just like with a romantic, mm-hmm. really, like experience like meeting someone for the first time, right? There has to be yeah. some kind of connection, some kind of chemistry. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that word can be applied to friends as oh, well. Oh, I think so. For sure. Yeah. But yeah. Has it ever happened to you where you, there's someone in a group who you've chatted with at a party or something and you're like, I want to be friends with them and you get oh, their number yeah. and then you like, Ask them out for coffee or something, like, hey, can we go get coffee together? Or, or like do something one on one with them because you're like trying yeah. to be a friend with them and have you ever been rejected in that before?
1: Or oh. no, I don't think I've ever been rejected. I feel like usually how it goes if it's like one person is feeling it more than the other. Yeah. And the other person is like maybe not so into it, is like, you know, you'll be like, Oh well, yeah, like maybe we can go, you know, get drinks or something sometime the is always like a good totally. kind of leeway into starting relationships like that um, and they might be like oh yeah totally and like you'll exchange numbers but then like maybe they just won't reply to you I feel like I've had that happen before yeah so
0: that's I, true or you're kind of in person you're like wow yeah that seems like such a good idea and then you reach out and it's mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. sometimes too though it's like you can't find a time to meet or something, right. or an activity, nervous. and then I'm confused as to whether they don't want to hang out with me, or yeah. it really is just a timing thing. Obviously, a new friend isn't on like the top of your priority list, right. unless yeah. you're lacking in friendships. Which I feel like we're at a stage in our
1: lives where we're, like, we're, we're pretty comfortable with our friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I would say if I'm the person who like, extended the invite, Sometimes for me, I really do want to follow through on it. And sometimes, like, later on the next day or, like, a few days later, I'll realize, like, you know what? There's a lot going on right now. I don't know that I really can't take the time for this. Mm-hmm. And then I just don't reach out. Yeah. Or, like, they will reach out to me and I'll be like, yeah, but to be honest with you, I'm super busy right now. But like let's try to do
0: this. And sometimes it works out and sometimes does not. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's that's so similar with a relationship like coming from a background of doing kind of polyamory. I just hate using that word because I don't (laughs) want to define myself as polyamorous. I would not define myself as polyamorous, but I would say
1: polyamorous (laughs) (laughs) neighborhoods.
0: I mean it kinda does.
1: (laughs) It totally does.
0: But something that I've like experimented with, I guess, um, yeah. in that relationship style is is when you're dating somebody and, and you meet someone else who you're interested in, but maybe not that interested in, and then you realize later, you're like, oh, actually, I want to be prioritizing yeah. my, my other relationship. And yeah. as much as you like that person, you're just yeah. like, yeah, I just can't prioritize this right now to the point where like maybe I'll see you once a week and right. is that really worth it?
1: I feel like what happens with me sometimes is also like my friends that I am currently very close with like they keep inviting me to do super fun shit and then I find yeah. like, my friend that's already, my friend really wants to do something really fun with me uh, and then it just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back with this other person.
0: Yeah. Or even two. I remember this time at Bacchanal, I, where you and Callie were involved in this situation. Oh, when there was a huge group of people. It was a huge group of people, yeah. right? And it was one of those. I feel like for me, it was one of those things where I, I didn't realize that I was being talked on to a friend's plan, who right. was a friend's right. plan, <laughs> and then you were asking me what I was doing, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to Bacchanal, but I, I mean, technically,
1: you can come, but like." Yeah, yeah. yeah I know you got <laughs> is what she need Oh, five. Yes. I've <laughs> yeah. yeah. already brought Callie, and Callie's like not related to this friend group either. And like... <laughs> Which I wasn't even related yeah. to the original friend group,
0: <laughs> and I hadn't realized that. And so it's like that can happen too, where you're just like wanting to hang out with old friends or wanting to hang out with new friends, but then you somehow just... <laughs> Doesn't it flow. just doesn't work. Yeah. You try too hard to make everyone happy. Right, and then no one's really happy. And then no one's really happy, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think that was the same night, too, where when we went back downstairs, there was this huge group of people. I just went and sat with that random couple. Oh, <laughs> Maybe that was a, diff- a different night. But I remember I was feeling overwhelmed, and there weren't any other chairs, and I just went over to like maybe go grab chairs. But then I was like, hey, I there this couple that was sitting there I was like, hey, I was gonna grab some chairs from you, but actually, can I just sit
1: down here? <laughs> That's kind of what happened at the beginning of that night. We like, oh yeah. There was just too many people to, to all sit together, um, and so we like went up to them like. Hmm. Taking shares, and they're like, well, you can just join us. And by the way, we're done with our cheese slate. you want to just like have yeah,
0: some cheese Yeah, I think that was the same because I was already sitting at that table, oh, okay. and y'all came over to me. And then they shared their, yeah, I was, I don't remember. I feel like I was getting frustrated about something in particular, and I was just like, I'm going to sit with someone
1: else. <laughs> I think of the... i the, I don't know, we could go on about
0: that. Night. I just want to jump in and say, Remember when pre COVID you could do that? You could just make acquaintances and join someone's table and eat their cheese plate? Yeah, that, I don't know when that'll when that'll really happen again. Um, Yeah, but, okay, anyways, in terms of, like, defining friendships versus acquaintances is... Yeah, I mean, at that point, too, that was a night where I didn't realize that you and Callie were really friends, Mm -hmm. you know? And then I was like, oh, Callie and Julie are hanging out together. They're friends. Mm -hmm. So that kind of goes into that same description of, like when someone becomes a friend. I
1: don't know. I, maybe y'all had kind of recently... No, it was recent, yeah. Within your like, definition of friendship, yeah. Yeah, I think that was one of the first times maybe that we had hung out together without Danielle, who would mm-hmm. have been, like, the connecting right. there. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like acquaintances... Or I just feel like if I wo- if I can call you up on the phone and have a conversation with you mm-hmm. or directly text you without feeling weird about it, that to me is like one of the signs of like being a friend versus an
0: acquaintance. Mm-hmm. yeah you know it's something yeah it's something I've thought about a lot too in New Orleans because I wouldn't say I have that what you just described with everyone that I've called a friend but sometimes it's just the easiest way to get information across sure. you're just like oh so yeah my
1: friend, friend yeah yeah
0: my friend Bill like
1: I feel like it's insulting to refer to somebody as an acquaintance unless they're like, well how well do you really know them and then like, well, Unless important. it's tested, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Um, but I guess I've, I've been self-conscious of doing that in the past out of fear or something of people thinking like, wow, this girl has a lot of friends. <laughs> I mean, just okay. being... Yeah, I don't know. That's definitely something I feel self-conscious about or something. Rather... Because in reality, it's just like, well, I'm just social. I'm, I'm an extrovert, so I get energy from going out, which means I'm going to meet more people than someone who's not as extroverted as me. Mm-hmm. But does that mean I have more friends? No, it just means I have more people. And if I'm in a people that I know, and if I'm in a conversation, I'm like, oh, yeah, my friend Bill. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, well, no, I don't think these people are really my friends. I wouldn't say they fall into the same category. Like, ultimately, I probably have the same amount of friends as most people. Maybe, I don't know, maybe more just because I'm less of a group dynamic person, but...
1: I just I don't put a lot of importance on like, how, how many <laughs> friends there are versus, like, quality versus the quantity, I guess. Yeah. But um, I think something that I get worried about in, like, calling people friends that I'm like, mm-hmm, like how, how well do we really know each other? It's just, like, I've had experiences where somebody's told me that they are friends with somebody, and then that person that they're referring to all then in a different context would be like, oh, I was talking to your friend, so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, who? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, does this happen to me? Do I, like, mention people? And then they're like, oh, we're not really that tight, you know? Oh, so awkward. Yeah,
0: that is awkward.
1: <laughs> like, I feel, I feel for the person who we're talking about. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, gosh, I really don't want to be that.
0: I feel like that must happen
1: to me. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to all of us.
0: Yeah, because we all just don't want to. You're not gonna like delve into how well you know someone just randomly. No,
1: but like if they go on about like a particular story, that means yeah. you know, like, oh, okay, they do know each other, and they're like, uh, <laughs> you
0: know, yeah. I don't know. It's a, that's, I think that's just been like a topic in my mind, too, because it's just like, is it dangerous to call... <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> uh, to call someone a friend because... <laughs> oh, what should I be. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, because of what you just said, too. Like, you call someone a friend, and then it's awkward later when someone's like, oh, they're not my friend, when it's like, well, that's not really what I meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... Ooh, um, I like these scam calls. They really get me. <laughs> so I think too, it is definitely about how well you know someone, um, which could happen really quickly. Yeah. Too. Or it could happen like over a year.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think that's an interesting thing about some friendships. Though is that like I feel like some of them are instantaneous, mm-hmm. and others, for me, have been kind of like they pick up at certain points they're very consistent, and then we both kind of put it down for a little while, and then we come back to it. It's um, it's
0: good when that happens, too, when you're both kind of on the same page. Like, for what whatever reason, maybe something happened, or maybe... Or maybe nothing happened. Maybe nothing happened. It just kind of, like, falls off, and if you're both kind of on the same page, you're like, all right, whatever, normal ebb and flow of a friendship. I think that's a beautiful thing, <laughs> like,
1: I, I yeah. don't know that I really believe that all your relationships should be constant all the time. Mm-hmm. I feel like... And my mom has said this to me before, different people give you different things. And yeah. So at certain points in your life you need different things. Yeah. So like different people become kind of right.
0: more important for you. I think it's like hard though when you're not on the same page and all of a sudden something yeah. kind of slows down and you're just like, Wait, did I do something wrong? Right. <laughs> like what happened? Why are we drifting? Mm-hmm. Um and The like main time that that's happened with me, I feel like I didn't really notice it until too late, and then I was like, "Wait, (laughs) I haven't seen that person in a while." Was it too
1: late? Were you able to like some friendships?
0: Um. Well, I was kind of like starting to realize that I wanted to, and then quarantine happened. Oh. So it's something that I'm yeah. Yeah. Wanting to pick back up. Because I miss, I miss her, so, mm. but anyways, <laughs> yeah. um, that was like really the one time where I'm just like, wait, wait, <laughs> it's like I had the rug pulled out from under me, you know, and I was just kind of like, I don't think anything happened. I think it's just one of those times where there was a little bit of drifting, and then maybe I all of a sudden was like, wait, I think it's drifting, mm. and I, you know, you yeah, wanted to lash back on, but
1: yeah. Well, now might be a good time to kind of just like, what's the right word? Not test the waters, but something like that, where you yeah. kinda, like, contact them mm-hmm. and just be like, hey, I'm thinking about you. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people who I haven't, I wasn't having a lot of direct contact with like, for the few months, like leading up to mm-hmm. all this coronavirus stuff, um, have reached out to me, which has been really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think I like, mentioned that to you, that like a lot of people that I don't really talk to on a day-to-day basis have been checking in on me, and -hmm. I've been trying to do the same with, like, people who are not in my immediate circle right now, which is kind of a nice
0: thing. Yeah. You know? It's also a weird thing. Yeah, I feel like that's happened to me a few times, where I'm just like, oh. I (laughs) Like, but then I kind of feel bad, because I'm like, oh, I haven't thought about you at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, it's just someone random, you know, where it's just like... (laughs)
1: I think they it just has
0: to be yeah. Of randomly? yeah 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 no it is yeah I think of people randomly too and I'm just like
1: oh yeah. how are they doing you know is it I've talked to my dad about this too a lot where it's like uh-huh. always interesting when you like you're on the same wavelength with a person in that way where like you're both kind of thinking about each other independently at the same time mm. which I feel like yeah um, just happened to me twice within the past 24 hours wow where like I was thinking about my aunt last night and this morning. I was like, she. I really need to contact her to schedule a time to talk, because I know she wants to talk to me. And so I texted her, and she was like, I was literally just thinking of you and wanting Hello? to schedule something. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and then last night, I was thinking about Drifter Boy a little bit, and just like our relationship and kind of how it ended the last time. And then I had a text from them today. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, I was thinking about you too and so it's just interesting yeah. I like wonder
0: how many times that happens and like we don't act on it and so we never figure it out yeah you know that's so true <laughs> yeah. cause that does happen a lot which is kind of interesting or this happens to me too I'll be thinking about someone and then I'll like the next day I'll just like happen to see them walking their dog on the street yeah yeah, yeah. I'm just like I literally thought about you 24 hours yeah. ago and now he, here you randomly are yeah <laughs> like,
1: my dad has this crazy story about when he was living in New York that like he was thinking about somebody that he hadn't seen in like 20 years or something, Whoa. like somebody that he knew from high school or some context that was just not relevant anymore. And he was walking down the street, and he turned the corner, and there there they were. <laughs> they were just there, like in real life. Yeah. And he was like, you're never going to believe this, but I was literally just thinking about it. <laughs> um,
0: My mom actually has a similar story, too, where she was thinking about, like, her crush in middle school. I (laughs) guess she had a crush on in middle school. And I think it was, yeah, maybe the next day or something, she was at an airport, and she was going down the escalator, and he was going up the escalator. Oh, my God. And they just saw each other, and she was just like, I was just, they just, like, waved at each other.
1: Oh, that's so (laughs) upsy. But they feel, it feels like they're from different lives is always so weird, which I feel like uh-huh. i want to talk about later in the episode, maybe, because, like, but um, different dif- that, lives that always happens to me over Mardi Gras. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. And sometimes it's in a good way and sometimes it's not in a good way.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like there aren't too many people I have where I'd just be like, I don't want to see you, but mm. I think it happened to me once with my ex from college where... I was like, it was, was, the relationship had recently ended and it was a two and a half year long relationship and I was at, um, Chewbacca's, it was just Katie and I and my friend Katie and, uh, for those of you who aren't in New Orleans and don't know, Chewbacca's is a super awesome Star Wars slash sci-fi themed Mardi Gras parade that happens, I think a month before actual Mardi Gras weekend. It's kind of my favorite parade and uh, I've had a lot of momentous events happen at Chewbacca's. It's a cool one. It's just telling them. (laughs) Uh, And I saw him, he was in the parade and he came over to us and I think we like, like, him and Katie hugged, I think, and maybe I hugged him. And after he left, I just started bawling, like, crying. And I was like, I don't understand why I'm crying. Like, I'm not sad, but it was just one of those things where it's just like... It was an emotional shock. I've yeah, yeah, I've known this person for two and a half years, and now I see them doing something that I didn't know they were doing because I haven't yeah. been in con... You know, That's I've weird. known what's happening in their life. Yes. Twenty four seven for the past two and a half, almost right. three years. Right. And then all of a sudden, to just randomly run into them, like it wasn't like good or bad, and it wasn't like a, I didn't want to see him, and then I saw him. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't expecting
1: it, and yeah. Right. Well, I guess over Mardi Gras, I had a couple of instances like that this year. Yeah. And one of them, like, which was like of less importance slash impact, was just like um, this kid who was the little brother of somebody that I was friends with growing up. Mm-hmm. um we're like well and then I'm like well we were like friends but not good friends uh-huh <laughs> um, through con- consistently throughout throughout all that time and then in high school we were like going to parties together and stuff but we really didn't talk much um but yeah anyway his brother went to Tulane and I know his older sister went to Tulane um so it wasn't so much a, as a, like a surprise to see him it's just like an, oh my god you still live here I know you graduated from Tulane like now you're part of this world that I very much think of as separate from, like, where I grew up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we were at the Music Box Village for the Big Frida mm-hmm. um, ball, the mass ball thing. And that was very much, like, an environment that I now feel like is... Uh, it's a space I'm now comfortable in, and mm-hmm. I, like, think of it as, like, I don't see certain people there. Like, I very much see a certain crowd there when I'm working or not working. And so to see this, like, bro dude who, like, I went to school with in New Jersey there, like, watching this big Frida show was just very weird. He, <laughs> was standing right next to me, and I realized who he was. Huh. Um, and I went up to him, and I was just like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but, like, I went to Columbia High School. Huh. Um, I was, like, friendly with your brother. And he was like, oh, no, I do remember you. Yeah, like, what are you doing here? And I was like, well, buddy, I live here, and I've lived here longer than you. <gasps> Which is just like that shouldn't be a big deal, but for some reason having somebody like that saying that to you is just like kind of infuriating. Yeah. Well. Okay. So
0: something you just mentioned in that was this person who was kind of someone you went to parties with, mm-hmm. right? So they were kind of in a group of mm-hmm. friends of yours, I guess. Kind of. It was like
1: an extended
0: an part extended of our group. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of want to move to talking about that, unless there was anything no. that you thought of. Okay.
1: Yeah, I love to, I'd love to move to, like, talking about groups of friends. Yeah. I guess, well, in preparation for this podcast, I was kind of thinking about, like, my high school experience versus, like, how I approach friend groups, like, nowadays. I guess, like, to just give you all a background context as to, like, what that friend group in high school looked like. Um, we were, like, a group of, I want to say six or seven girls who, like, we... Um, Started becoming friends in middle school. A lot of them like knew each other from elementary school, so like they all went way back. But I mm-hmm. kind of came into the friend group in middle school um, after having been close with a different group of girls and mm-hmm. kind of realizing that I didn't want to spend as much time with that group as I did this one. Mm-hmm. And so we all started getting really close really fast and I was spending all of my time with them and that continued basically all through high school until Mm. senior year. Mm. Um, But one of the girls in that group, Nancy, was, um, like, we were pretty opposite personalities, I would say, but she was someone that really, like, threw a lot of parties and um, really wanted to kind of have that core friend group but then have Mm -hmm. a lot of friends outside of that and, like, be very kind of connected, um, Mm -hmm. to people, which I definitely don't think was a bad thing, but I was very shy, and that wasn't really, like, my priority, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but, like, kind of through her and a couple other people in that friend group, we developed, like, party friends, Hmm. you know what I mean, We're like, we would party together, we would, um, you know, hang out on the weekends, but they weren't people that we would just, like, call up to, to hang out outside of those contexts, um, okay. And so that was kind of interesting. But yeah, I really kind of very much associated who I was with that core group of girls, mm. which I don't know that I was super conscious of in the moment. But then after it, that, those friendships ended very, in a very painful way for me, I like started to come to terms with that and be like, oh, shit. Like, I have really invested a lot of myself mm. in these people without yeah. realizing that it maybe wasn't mutual. Mm. Um and seeing kind of how they had treated me throughout all those years, and not really realizing that maybe that wasn't a normal. Hmm. Friendship like things that they were doing that. Yeah, they would make very mean comments to me sometimes, hmm. or like not include me in certain things, and I wouldn't really question it. And it wasn't until I started to question it that they kind of were like, "Ooh, no, fuck this. We don't want to be your friend." Oh well. Um, so that's
0: like an example of like a bad. <laughs> um, friend group,
1: like, yeah. experience. Yeah, which I thought was very good in the moment, and then I realized, no, there's a lot of stuff here that's bad.
0: Do you think that that's true of a lot of friend groups? Um, like, hmm. do you think that they were being tied together by their, like, cattiness towards you? I don't know. Do you, do you feel like yeah. that was a common experience, or people who had groups of friends in high school kind of... Have you heard similar
1: stories, or... Yeah, that? I definitely have. I don't know if it would be true for everybody. And yeah. I don't know that it was true for everybody in that group. Like, pretty much all of them are still friends. Like, I'm just not in that group anymore. Well, yeah. So, which has also been a painful thing for me to, like, you know, see and realize that, like, they've continued on, and I didn't fit in with them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and to be rejected on that level for me at age 17 was, like, devastating. Yeah. And something that i don't know that i've ever really recovered from because it just was like such a like a rip from like everything i knew to like Mm -hmm. literally having no friends graduating high school right or having fake friends i guess you know So i still see them sometimes and i'd be invited to like bigger things like graduation parties and like when we basically the whole the graduating class like went And did Beach Week, what they called it, where like Mm -hmm. all the seniors rented houses on the Jersey Shore together. And like, oh my God. It was wild. Um, So happy to have been included in that. Thanks, guys. But, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, kind of on a day to day basis, they wouldn't be texting me back. They wouldn't be wanting to include me in things. I would never really know Mm -hmm. what was going on Mm -hmm. with their lives. Had they been vulnerable
0: with you, like up until that point? Like, cuing yeah. them in, like being yeah they had I would say so I, think I mean it's even more of a shock
1: yeah I had different levels of friendship within that group like there was like two mm-hmm. girls Annabelle and Helen that like, I was like really really tight with and then girls like Nancy and, um and I guess like Rachel Drucker what like we did not I don't know I guess maybe it really was just Nancy <laughs> um we didn't connect on like a deeper level. Like we, there was a lot of things about our personalities that kind of clashed. But like I never thought of that as being a huge problem. I felt like we could still kind of like coexist in the same friend group. Mm-hmm. But kind of when things started crashing down with that, Nancy said to me, "Well, you were never my friend, like mm-hmm. on any level," hmm. which was like a big blow for me because I was like, "Well, shit, I knew that we weren't that close, but like fuck, like this girl really has never considered me to be anything." that sucks like it's somebody that I've known for five years and yeah wow at 17 that's a lot that's a lot of years well um there's like I mean yeah there obviously wasn't any honesty or communication no and I felt like with
0: that what about between the other girls like you'd never heard it from the girls you were closest with in the group like Nancy doesn't consider you a friend no do you think they
1: knew that I don't know I think that yeah. it, well Nancy was always kind of like a leader in that group and I think that on multiple occasions if she said that she no longer liked something or someone That would shift the whole dynamic of the group into also having that mindset. Wow! And I think that's what happened with me is that these girls who were my friends Just deeply felt uncomfortable about this conflict and their way of dealing with it was to ice me out because that was easier mm-hmm. which is a brutal thing and um, Do you like that experience? Put you out of, or uh, I don't. What's the phrase I'm looking for? Uh, turned you off of groups. Groups, definitely yeah. Definitely for a few years, and I think it's yeah. redefined how I've approached them. Yeah. Um, and I think especially too. I think it, it did also like create some trust issues for me. Mm-hmm. Honestly, with friends, like, um. Yeah, I mean, because I had a really terrible thing happen to me at the end of senior year too. That I really was like looking. For my friends to help me through, and and I told them about it, and instead of doing that or like even just like picking on my calls, you know, like basic things, um, mm-hmm. they totally dropped me. Hmm. And I we yeah. did talk about it, and one of them she ended up she was on like a fucking existentialist. Um, uh. Uh, run I don't know she was like reading a stranger and she was very like your problems are not my problems and like oh, yeah. that's basically what she said to me is that this is not something that I think I should be dealing with this is mm-hmm. your thing and like it was very hurtful mm-hmm. and I mean to just like be I guess I don't really care if I say this on a podcast <laughs> like um, I was like sexually assaulted by somebody that we all knew at a graduation mm-hmm. party where like mm-hmm. all of our families were there and like all the kids were kind of partying in the basement um and like he was spreading photos of what happened around so it was a big thing it was a big deal yeah and he was supposed to go to Tulane with me huh that was something that like the whole summer before college was like looming over me it's like is he actually because he was a notorious liar everybody knew that he was a liar and a schemer and like all these things, and, like, a weird dude. And so why he was even at that party, I don't know. No one liked him. <laughs> for obvious reasons, like, he was just, like, not a good person. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then that happened, and I only told two girls in that friend group because everybody else had basically ostracized me mm-hmm. completely. Um, and at first, Annabelle was, like, you know, very receptive to it, and she, like, you know, was seemed very upset for me. Mm-hmm. But then over the next couple months, she just completely stopped talking to me. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a big thing to try to, like, you know, get over, especially going into such a pivotal time of, like, becoming a college freshman and a new place where I, like... Yeah. You know.
0: I feel like college friendships, though, are... Like and then after college or actual adult friendships mm-hmm. too, whereas not a lot of people really have lasting friends from high school, and I almost look at it in like not a judgmental way. I mean, kind of no, like if you're yeah. if your only friends, if your main friends are, are people are your high friends. school friends or you know. Maybe if it's like 50%, it's fine. Like 50% from high school, 50%. I don't know. I just think of Haley. Haley is still really close with a lot of her
1: friends from high school, but. I think it's inherently a bad thing, but I think it's going not hold you back in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. It's kind of just like a sus. I don't know. It's like suspect to me to be like, you haven't made any friends since then?
1: (laughs) Right. Like, what were you doing most four years where you were like literally always surrounded by people? Yeah. Um,.
0: I wanted to pop in and say at this moment that I'm very down to be proven wrong on this point, and I mentioned my friend Haley as an example that I didn't fully explain. But she has a lot of friends from high school, and she—it makes sense to me because she's an only child, but she hasn't just had those friendships. She's made so many friendships in college and abroad and right after graduating when she taught English in Spain. So I definitely don't think of it as a rule, but it does seem kind of suspect to me if the only friends that you have are from high school. But again, I'm down to be proven wrong. Maybe some of you found the best connections of your life in high school just by chance and those are still your main friends and in which case i think that's lovely just like i think high school sweethearts is lovely you know you got really lucky um but anyways would love to um be proven wrong on that but also hear y'all's thoughts about it
1: yeah no and i think that my friendships in in college were kind of um i had some awesome friendships and i had some turbulent ones and i had ones that Lasted a really long time and others that didn't and a lot of that was kind of my doing me being like, you know what? This isn't a friendship. That's gonna work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like you are more of a strong person
0: Than any of my other friends in doing that other than like maybe one other person Really? of just being like this isn't good for me. Like it needs to
1: end <laughs> I think that that experience in high like school it. is probably the reason that that is. So.
0: Yeah, that that's the case for you
1: Yeah, I just I think I value friendship, like, a whole lot, mm-hmm. especially because, like, I didn't grow up with any siblings. Mm-hmm. And so friendships were always kind of my main source of connecting with people around yeah. my age. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, obviously still are. And so, I mean, yeah, and I don't ever want to think of myself as somebody that just, like, drops friends left and right, but I really do believe that friend should, friendship should be something that, provides you with joy and mm-hmm. like with stability. I wonder like
0: thinking back on your those friends, that friend group in high school too, do you feel feel like you felt any stability in that or do you feel like you were always a little like insecure about it ending or like you mm-hmm. felt like they could drop you at any moment? Oh gosh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of like where whenever I felt unstable in something that I thought was a friendship and then I'm realizing that Mm. it's actually insecure I don't know I think I was pretty blindsided by what happened that that brings up an interesting topic too of like if everyone is just happy all the time like you can have like a false sense of security or like a false sense of Like, a friendship. Because you're not sharing any of the negatives. Like, I don't think you're, like, a... Which is funny that her name is Nancy. You're not a negative Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) I try not to be. I don't want to be. Yeah, no, you're not at all. I wouldn't say you are at all, but, like, you... or And I don't think you're, like, a pessimist, but I think you, like, can see um, how someone, like, wronged... Did something wrong in a situation, like easier than other people, maybe. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I go to you with a with a problem of mine, or like, or something, it's like, you're very good at picking out, like, the little things that they did wrong, and I'm just like, oh, I didn't really notice that. That's I didn't even bad. think that that was, like, bad. But now that you say it, you're right. That is, like, not cool. <laughs> or that is, you know, it's kind of, yeah. I don't know. So I wouldn't say... But I don't think that that's something that's negative, and if anything, I think, like, me personally, I like having friends that have a different outlook than me. so that they, important. Yeah, so that, like, I'm not just going through life, like, super optimistic and positive all the time. Right, and I feel like
1: sometimes... I, <laughs> I need to be really... brought to earth, like, a little... Yeah, yeah, I think that's important. I wonder sometimes if I'm getting enough of that in my friendship <laughs> because I feel like when I come to my friends with problems sometimes, or not sometimes, most of the time, they are in agreement with me, and I'm like, well, this is what uh, all friends do, but then I'm like, but, but am I actually... <laughs> friend
0: or is this yeah. actually the reality. I think like a friendship for me too is like honesty is really important like if yeah. you're if you think your friend does something wrong too like telling them I think is really an epitome of that friendship yeah. like even if they didn't wrong you you know just being like if there's something going on i just being like you know actually I didn't think you handled that
1: well like hmm but <laughs> which is always just being honest in friendships. like yeah. people don't ever want to hear what's wrong yeah or like, like a criticism yeah Rachel other Rachel says that all the time like people mm-hmm. don't want to hear about themselves and I think that's very true yeah um and but yeah I think
0: but how else are you gonna grow and then yeah. also like I don't think you have to agree with your friends on everything like no. if that does become an argument too of just being like well sorry you feel like I handled it wrong I think I did great like but I appreciate your perspective <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know like Thank you if, for your input <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, um yeah
0: I there's a way that that could end a friendship or there's a way that that could make a friendship mm-hmm. stronger of just being like okay well I trust you to be like strict on your beliefs beliefs, yeah yeah and not like lessen yourself just to try to make make me happy or something
1: I think I struggle with that though sometimes it's very it can be very intimidating to have those kinds of conversations with your friends as important as they are Mm -hmm. because you don't know how they're gonna go yeah and you don't know if um your opinion is gonna turn out to be Wrong. I think that's my fear sometimes. Or like
0: make and break. Make
1: yeah. And break. Yeah. I just, I always fear that like what I interpret as being a reality of the situation is not. And then I'm going to then like look stupid or something for having mm-hmm. believed it that way. I don't know if I'm saying that in a way that makes sense, but...
0: No, I think that makes sense. Well, so I had an example recently, right, where she was like, This girl, I think she has a crush on my boyfriend. Like, and one of my thoughts, which is like maybe probably wrong, but is me looking on like the bright side of things, is I was like, well, I mean, if she does like value her friendship with your boyfriend, um, then of course she like is trying to impress you, you know, and trying to make you think that she's cool because, uh, yeah, you know, and, and, wrong doing and like your <laughs> you and Talia's interpretation was very different, you know, they're like, you, you were like, like, no, I think she has a crush on him and, like, she's actively trying to make you feel uncomfortable or something, you know? And yeah. I think my go-to is just to assume that nobody has bad intentions. Mm, see, I feel like too.
1: Something <laughs> that I'm trying to on because I think I always assume that people have bad, intentions. bad intentions. Yeah. Um, and I don't know where that comes from, mm. like, besides just, like, figuring out that a lot of people have had bad intentions yeah. and being yeah. kind of scarred by that. Yeah,
0: I, I need I need that more. <laughs> no, I'm glad that hasn't happened to me. You know, I'm, I'm glad I'm not scarred in that sense. But yeah, it leaves it leaves me more vulnerable. <laughs> and so I think it's I don't know. The whole point of this is just that I think it's like good for friends to have different perspectives yes, and certainly. to not just be like a echo chamber.
1: Same yeah, thing with like political that, like, beliefs or right. Yeah, which I know like. I don't know if I've struggled with this so much to date, but, like, my dad definitely has. And, Mm -hmm. like, my father and I do not agree politically at all. Um, He is very conservative, and especially in things today, like, Mm that kind of... Once you hear the word conservative, you're like, oof. You know? Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, his political beliefs have affected some of his very, very deep and long friendships. Like, he has Mm -hmm. his one friend, John Lee who, um, like, they, have, they were able to rekindle their friendship, which I think is a really great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they met in New York in the 70s mm-hmm. and, you know, started working together. Like, mm-hmm. he's a bassist. I don't know if I said that already. Um, and uh, so that's where their relationship kind of started, and it had lasted, like, all through until I was, like, a teenager, and then they stopped talking. Mm. Um, because of my dad's political beliefs wow. basically like my dad was just being so like my way or the highway um that mm-hmm. John couldn't take it anymore and or at least that's what I understand from the situation um and that's me so sad and I was so sad for him that that yeah. happened so when they started talking again I was like oh my god thank god <laughs> you know that they were yeah. able to kind of Huh. figure that out or at least come to some agreement about how they were gonna approach political things yeah because it gives you some hope that that can happen. I yeah guess. yeah I mean, like those friendships those ones that are just like tried and true like they last for forever which like my dad has like a couple of and mm-hmm. my mom has a couple of like I think that that's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to have like at least a few of those. Cause
0: that then that person knows you so well and has for so
1: long. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they've seen each other through so many different stages of their lives. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Yeah, I think two. Yeah, I mean two other points I wanted to bring up, which can kind of fit into this as examples, is like. So supporting friends, right? Which role are you? Are you the supporter or the supported? Mm-hmm. And then also um, thinking how much you should be thinking about a friendship is a give give and take or some kind of mm-hmm. trade versus just like there. I don't know what's what's the opposite of like a give and take is an ebb and flow. I don't I know. know. <laughs> kind of, like, Um, not even thinking about it as, like, well, you do this for me, and I do this for you, but just as a, like, no, we're friends because there's a compatibility and a connection, and we can talk about things, and da-da-da, but, so, I think, like, friendships that are less, that's, like, a less solid, less good friendship is kind of a give and take, because you're, Mm. it's like, you're not, I don't know, this is kind of my thought on it, at least, is... You're probably not going to become, start to become friends with somebody if there isn't like some benefit going both ways, especially if you both have other friendships, right? right? Like there has to be some initial connection, but like in the first stages, I think it can be, it'll, I don't know, become kind of a give and take. Um, And then once it progresses further, it becomes less like that, where it's like, you're going to be benefiting. But sometimes you're not going to be benefiting from a friendship mm-hmm. because you're going through a hard time or, you know, you have to support your friend and maybe that's stressful, but ultimately for them, it's like a good, you know, it, it right, becomes right, right. like less like I'm benefiting this way and you're benefiting this way, but like, well, I care about you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So obviously that's why you're doing these things. Yeah, um, but I, I don't know. That's kind of my theory. <laughs> But I don't know if it has to be that way. And then so, right, in thinking of a really long-term friendship, like our, like your parents have a few of these friends, you know, like yeah. how often have they felt unsupported or like how often have they felt like they're just giving and giving and giving? And I would like to know. I guess yeah. I mean,
1: really, well, my mom has kind of touched on it with like not exactly in that context, but just that she's the one that reaches out a lot to like her one friend, Irene she gets in it sometimes when Irene, Irene doesn't um, like call her back or whatever <laughs> um, but Irene lives, lives in Greece and I feel like but I feel like maybe that's what she uses as an excuse she's like I live in Greece and therefore I can take longer to <laughs> pretend your call uh-huh. <laughs> um, but um, no but back to what you're saying about like in the beginning it being kind of like more of a transaction maybe Yeah. I don't know I've never thought about that yeah I guess to me I feel like I don't think of the give and take until there's a very definite imbalance. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. Now we should probably be looking at this more. Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't know that it should be something that we are super conscious of all the time. I don't know that that's healthy. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's
0: healthy, and especially in terms of like, well, you did this favor for me, so I'll do this favor for you. Yeah, I think that's exhausting. I guess maybe more so what I see is, like, maybe I I see it happening (laughs) sometimes. Or I feel, yeah, I feel guilty, especially in the beginning of a friendship of just, like, needing to prove something, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, needing to prove that I'm valuable or, like, show that I'm a—yeah, I don't know. And so, especially because I haven't had, like, groups of friends, like, I feel like that's a good— a way to get introduced to people. Something that Amelia said in the travel podcast was that like girlfriends, um, often you don't just like meet them randomly. You Mm. know, you meet them through a mutual connection and then you just become closer to them that way. Like it seems very it's very rare. Whereas like with male friendships, often you kind of will just meet someone randomly and like Feel a love interest and then it's not but with like a female friendship that doesn't happen very often so it's like you kind of already have like an established rapport or something but especially when it's if it's not within a group framework I don't know I think I feel an extra like burden to to prove myself as a friend or something and so mm-hmm. even if I'm maybe that's why I've thought about it as like a give and take in the beginning because I will just give and give and give and give <laughs> And so maybe it does feel in, even in the first like stages of a friendship to me, but it's because I'm doing it,
1: yeah. not because it. You yeah, exactly. It's, it's definitely something I think about. I mean, yeah. I mean when I'm still starting to become friends with to somebody too, I am very self-conscious about who is doing the the hitting up. <laughs> <laughs> like who is the one reaching out more? Is it me? Or is yeah. it them? Is it yeah. pretty even? And if it's not, why is it not? Um, and if it's, like, them reaching out to me more, I'm like, well, why am I not thinking to reach out to them? Is it because I'm not super invested in this friendship? Yeah. Or is it for another reason? Um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, ultimately, it's something I would like to think about less.
0: <laughs> yeah. And friendships in those beginning stages, because it doesn't feel healthy, at least to, you know, yeah. for me to be thinking about it on all these terms, but... All right. It... Yeah, something is hard to... <laughs> I think so. Well...
1: I feel like I've expressed this to you before, that I do have a big fear that I, like, tax, tax my friends too much. With, like, I invest, mm-hmm. like, too much in them emotionally, and then it becomes, like, a burden to them, which I really, like, don't want to be doing to other people.
0: I think that Julia and I are kind of opposite in this sense, and we're showing two extremes and that somewhere in the middle is probably the healthier way to feel about things. I, listening back to this conversation, certainly don't want any of my friendships to feel like a give and take and I think it's kind of like when you feel like you're the only one ever doing the dishes and when you finally talk about it, your roommate is like, wait I feel like I'm the only one who's been doing the dishes (laughs) you know so in that sense it's kind of a give and take but once you actually talked about it and established what was happening you get a better understanding of the whole situation and how everyone feels and so communication is just always key so that you, first of all, you know, don't feel like a burden like Julia, but then you also don't feel like you have to overexert yourself in order to start and strengthen the friendship, which is more so what I have done. I guess sometimes it's valid to like be consistent and sometimes it's valid to be inconsistent, right? Like, I you were saying this before the- before we started recording, um, that uh, sometimes you're, like, very consistent. Like, if you have an issue that you're dealing with, like, you will talk about it with any, mm-hmm. any friend. Right. Um, and I feel like I do that to a degree, but certain kinds of issues, like... I won't bring up to really anybody, except for like my mom, maybe. Mm, and yeah. then once I get her perspective and like sit on it and think on it, and it's been like a few weeks even, oh, wow. then, I, then I might start
1: like bringing it uh, up to other
0: friends. I can't keep things in like yeah, that. Yeah, I do. I think partially because I get embarrassed- I'll get embarrassed easily, too. Like, I feel like- I'll often feel like maybe something's my fault. And so I won't bring it up because I'm, like, embarrassed to bring it up, because mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. And so I'll, like, sit on things for longer, um, or, yeah, only bring them up to people that I've been friends with for a while, um, just for that reason. I feel like I, I bring things up to even fun. more when I feel
1: that way, though. Really?
0: That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I've never dealt with the, like, feeling like a burden feeling, but I've dealt with, I guess what I'm saying right now. Yeah. Of the opposite, like.
1: Why do you think you get embarrassed?
0: I guess I like maybe I don't agree with my own actions or it's like I think I'm both a logical and a feeling person so through and through that if I do something based more so on feelings um, I logic my way into being like well I shouldn't have done that why did I do that and then I like attack my logical brain like attacks my feeling brain (laughs) I do
1: that too yeah yeah, I mean it's, it's a very mom thing to say, but my mom says that I'm very hard on myself <laughs> yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, it is a mom thing to say. And I guess I don't I don't know that I necessarily always think of that as being a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I would rather be harder on my get away with things yeah. that I feel are mistakes. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't think either is good.
0: But. Right. I mean, anything is like better in a balance. <laughs> yeah. I think, but. I guess that's just to say I don't feel like I've ever felt like I've been a burden necessarily because for the most part Mm -hmm. I won't necessarily say something until I...
1: Right. Well, I feel like I do ask my friends sometimes too. I'm like, is this too much? Am I like... Yeah. You know? And they're always like, no, no, no. Like, no, it's okay. Like, I want to talk about this with you. like, Well, people shouldn't lie. That's one thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know, but I have this fear. And then I'm like, oh god, I'm such a bad friend because, like, I make it all about me, so. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's difficult when people lie, or when people— I think that's something that I'm trying to learn and realize, too, is, like, in times where I've felt something being, uneven, or I feel like someone else is being a burden, Mm -hmm. like, on me, um, I'll notice it pretty quickly and then, like, either realize that maybe they're just somebody that talk. I'm like, oh, I just need to talk. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm definitely more of a question asker, I think, generally. So if someone isn't asking me questions, I've just learned, like, oh, they're not going to be a question asker necessarily. Like, I have to bring up a thing first, and then they'll be good at asking questions. or like being intrigued, but it's like you forget that your friends care about you. I don't know, again, this is me. I feel like we're very different in a lot of these things, but I like forget that my friends care about me and then I'm like upset about something and then I finally decide to bring it up because again, I've been like sitting on it because either I'm embarrassed by my emotions or something um, or whatever, and then I finally bring it up and I get so much care and I'm like, Oh, my friends
1: do care about me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they do. I think. Why um, did I forget? Like, no, it's it. It always feels really good when you're reassured by that, though. I feel like yeah. In some of the stuff that I've been going through lately, with like work and with my roommates and stuff, like. Um, I don't know. Why I keep bringing up my mom so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I love my mom. So. <laughs> no. Yeah, I just I was talking to her recently, and she was just like. You should be so thankful that you have good friends that have your back, that like care about you, mm-hmm. and you know are supporting you through these things. Cause it really does sound like they are supporting you.
0: I think like everyone is so in the weeds right now too, cause all of our lives are right. just in shambles. Like it's becoming so much easier to talk about hard things and then to like support each other through that. Yeah. Or maybe again for me, someone who does find it hard to talk about. Um, my like emotions with my friends yeah. I guess like it feels easier right now and maybe for you as someone who is maybe better at doing that
1: <laughs> but that's the thing is that it's not something that I've always been good at, it's something that I mm-hmm. really have to work on, yeah. but that I found helps me work through my problems better um, yeah. which is, you know, people say talking through your problems but then it's like friendship shouldn't be all about problems. I yeah, I mean that's like what therapy can be for. Yeah, right. I yeah. know. Well, that's I guess what I'm like, well, maybe this is too much to be putting on my friends. You know?
0: I feel like if you're spreading things out among like 10 friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it seems natural to say, like not bring that up for me with my friends, like what I'm actually dealing with in my life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I do make an effort to make that not the whole, the whole interaction.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah okay so in the past I wasn't as good at stopping friends from talking about themselves too much because I didn't realize that it was a burden um, to the point that I was letting it happen and only then was I kind of like okay I want to be there and support my friends but I cannot do it to the degree that I'm doing it now.
1: Right and I I think that it's important to kind of realize those limits and then also apply them to how you approach when when you're on the other side of that. Yeah.
0: But so I I do think though, I mean, okay, I agree with what you're saying, but I also think like it is the, uh, like a lot of the burden of the person who is getting dumped on to be like, uh, to dumped on is like, is such a negative way of framing it, but. But when um, you're like presented with this overload of information, kind of. Yeah. Um, to realize where that limit is because the person who is having the problem isn't I don't think should be expected to realize it like obviously you should be cognizant of like if you're being an energy drain (laughs) or an energy energy sucked but um, I don't know I do think like it's important for a friendship to be able to know what those boundaries are, mm-hmm. and if both, pe- if like the person who is being the listener and the supporter in this instance is not ex- is not showing what their boundaries are, like yeah, the conversation's not going to come up because the person who is in distress is in distress. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I don't
1: know. I think that oof, it's I mean, such a hard thing to. No, it is too, and I mean with. Um, you know, I've had some experiences recently too where it's like I have had friends who are in like what seems like very severe distress and I've kind of felt this like panic like I don't know how to help them mm-hmm. like I don't know what to do other than suggest that they like seek out a professional or like because it, it just feels like things that are like kind of above my Ability of support, Mm -hmm. like I just have no idea of what to say and I'm like therefore I'm saying the wrong thing And I don't want to say the wrong thing to somebody who like really needs help right now Mm -hmm. you know, so and then yeah, I guess I mean that can be the best thing that you can do (laughs) Yeah, it feels insincere in some way though to just Mm -hmm. be like have you thought about talking to a professional? Mm -hmm. But it's like very real stuff, you know like PTSD things and like
0: they can't avoid you know like so Julia gives an example of a friend um, with PTSD who has you know who she's gone through this process with that we just described and then through talking about that we start talking about whether it's good or bad to use your friends like therapists and I would say we don't really come to a conclusion (laughs) about whether it's good or bad. Um, I think it depends on the friendship and it's kind of a thing people should figure out for themselves whether that's what they want to do and um, then we just start talking about more (laughs) light-hearted friendships and if they don't have this aspect of almost therapy or pseudo-therapy um, how close of a friendship
1: is it, really? Yes. I, I, I think I do appreciate that some of my friendships that are, like, lighter. That, yeah. like, I, I definitely do kind of have those people who, like, I don't really delve into that stuff with. And it's kind of nice, because it's like kind of like a break
0: Yeah. from... But then for me, yeah, it's like, that doesn't feel like as good of a friendship.
1: Like no, no and I guess...
0: I, I feel not like there has to be know. something... Yeah, like, the friendship feels like it... Can't get deep unless you're talking about your issues.
1: Yeah, I think that if you don't talk about them, you can't move forward in that way. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that I sometimes like having friends that I feel like I don't want to go deeper into the friendship. I'm like complacent with (laughs) it being a little bit more of just like a let's just have a good time. Yeah, you know, like and I definitely don't want that like with like the majority of my friends. But it's nice to have those people. You know, we are like, oh, it's so good to see you. Oh my God, we could just like shoot shit, you know? Yeah. And have it for be. a while. Yeah. 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 Like, some, for some reason, when I'm saying this, like, the drifter comes to my mind. Like, <laughs> very, like, historically. <laughs> I feel like um, hi ho or something
0: came to my mind yeah. thinking about that. So, we are starting to fall short on timing. So, Julie and I just kind of start wrapping up the conversation. Just by talking about how we feel about our friendships now and how they've evolved and how being in your 20s and meeting more people all the time leaves you knowing more people, but also solidifying your friendships and sometimes not recognizing people. So here's just the last little part of our conversation. I'm a
1: lot stronger in my friendships now in my life than the been a big thing for me to overcome.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say something similar. I would also say, too, like, I didn't really have any friends in middle school, like, outside of school. I had a lot of friends in school, but we would rarely hang out outside of school. Mm -hmm. And same thing in high school. I mean, I went to a really small high school. um, But yeah, also just didn't really have too many friends, too many people connected with. And then getting to college, it was like, oh, wow, there are lots of people that I can be friends with, like, um, yeah. so I definitely feel healthier with that now, too, Is I felt so lonely, too, cool. for a while. I thought that was, I was lonely. lonely. Yeah, and so it, it's, um, it's, it's good to, like, understand yourself more and, like, what you
1: need in friendships, and, yeah. Yeah. um, oh, I think one thing to start that. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to what we were talking about, like, in the beginning, about, like, be- being afraid, uh, that how you understand a friendship is not the same way that the other person sees it. Yeah. Um, I've since I started working at Preservation Hall, I've had like all of these fucking experiences where like people will come up to me and be like, Julia, how are you? Mm-hmm. do know who they are but there have been times where I have no fucking idea who they are and I'm like what is wrong with me like I've never ever known that many people in my life where something like that has happened Yeah, you know and I'm like there must be something wrong with me like wow they know my name yet I can't even recognize their face like that's kind of scary for me it it, it, like definitely unnerves me that that's like become a regular fixture (laughs) in my life
0: it does feel scary but it also feels like healthy and it's sense. Because I feel like, yeah, you can't just know everybody. And at some point, it's like, you might need to be putting up, like, I don't know, barriers. <laughs> um, in what sense? I feel like a lot of people do this. And I feel like I've judged them in the past <laughs> of, of seeming unfriendly or something. Right, uh, yeah. You know? And then, like, within the past year... friendly to somebody, but there comes a point where it's just like, you're just not going to remember somebody because you,
1: yeah, you know, and I usually
0: feel so bad, and I'm like, please see how bad I feel about this, like,
1: (laughs) you know, and then, like, some, like literally the person next to me will be like, this is how you know them, Um, and I'll be like, oh, or sometimes I'll be like, no, still still don't know, I I have no idea. Um, Well,
0: it's just like we meet, yeah, I think that's what it is, like, you're just constantly, we're meeting so many people, and you're solidifying the friendships that you have, Mm -hmm. every day too or yeah whatever yeah it's just like your brain I feel like just Just can't do it all yeah
1: just can't yeah I guess so or I've
0: definitely like become good friends with people who the first like 10 times I ever met them like they barely remember
1: yeah and it's so infuriating yeah but then like
0: finally for whatever reason I don't know or something like there's this one person that is like mutual friends with like my friend Callie and with Amelia and and somebody that's met me multiple times right and so like maybe the fifth time where it was just like he he like couldn't really replace me you know couldn't remember me I was like next time right (laughs) I'm making it clear yeah 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 and so next time I ran it I next time he was in the same place as me I walked up to him and was like hi, I'm Rachel, I'm friends with Callie, you, you should recognize me, <laughs> like, <laughs> he was, he was just like, well, I told him, I was like, we have run into each other, like, five times and you have not recognized me, and I just want to say it's a little annoying, you should know me by now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually, with Summer, who turned out to be one of my best friends for a while in college, yeah. like, freshman year, that girl could not my, remember my name, for like the first 15 times we met and then we started playing ultimate together and I'm like you need to start remembering my name like now you know like Uh, I did you I know that you think I'm kind of cool like please just fucking remember my name
0: (laughs) yeah but sometimes it
1: does take just telling somebody
0: yeah because they meet so many people or they you know are bad with names I mean this guy just like that with faces too like he literally just would not remember me. Yeah. And so I was just like I'm making it a point. I'm not putting up with this. No, that's good for you.
1: Yeah. I'm not putting
0: up with this. No. <laughs> okay, I think
1: I do have to go. Okay.
0: But okay. Yeah. Uh anyways, friendships are complicated and crazy, yeah, but they're beautiful. <laughs> they're beautiful <laughs> and we get so many benefits from them too. Yes, we do. Um, they're very important. Yeah.
1: So yeah.
0: Cool. There's so many other concepts that we
1: could talk about. Yeah. I hope that I hope to do a podcast with Rachel again soon. <laughs> Thanks for listening.
0: Great. Well, that's the end. Uh, as Julia just said, thank you for listening. I'm sure I'll do a another episode about friendships at some point, because, again, there's just so much there, so much to talk about. But thank you, Julia, for joining me talking about friendships. And thanks to all of my friends who have given me the concepts of what friendship means to me. I love and cherish all of you. And I would love to continue this conversation. If anything spoke to you in this episode or there's anything you just completely disagree with, please... If you're my friend or acquaintance, whatever, shoot me a text. Shoot me a Facebook message. Um, And if not, I'm sure there'll be some place to comment on it. You could send me an email and I'd love to hear from you. So again, thanks so much for listening to I've Been Listening. If you're interested in making sure you get the next episode, please subscribe on apple podcasts or i don't really know how it works on spotify but (laughs) subscribe or um you can follow my page on instagram to get notifications about new episodes so thank you so much and uh enjoy the rest of your day or night or evening or morning whenever you're listening to this (laughs) bye